Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every marriage has three rings. The engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the bickering. We're here to settle the fights that don't matter and have no winner. It's the Three Rings Podcast with another new argument. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Three Rings Podcast. My name is Phil. I'm Lauren. And we are... Married. Yes. I thought about saying something else, but like sitting in this room or something, you know? I don't know. Switching it up. Okay. Don't look at me like that. I'm looking at you very, very strangely because (laughs) that... Even I'm as tired. A, it's weird. Even as a joke, that was like a total fail. Like not even like a subpar. That was just. I'm just tired. Okay, leave so me alone. This week is going to be pretty easy for me. That <laughs> you're big yawn. Oh yeah, my I gosh. think you knew that it was going to be easy for you, anyways. The music ones always are. Uh they're not always easy. And I feel like you've probably won a couple of them so far. I mean, we did best Taylor Swift song. Yeah, I think I won that one, but I don't know. Although, no, I don't think I did win that one. Well, I think that's just because more people picked different songs, not because more people sided with me. I don't know. Uh, Okay. I don't know. I think you you are the one that runs our social media and gets all this information. But like, I think I did the poll, and I think you won that one. I might have been the only person that voted then. (laughs) No, that's not true. I know that. I know that for sure. I know that for sure. Well, anyway, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the best one-hit wonder songs, and there are a lot to choose from. Yes, there are. When I I had a hard time like choosing one. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of did too. Mostly because I forget which songs are one-hit wonders and which are not. Well, when you when you do like a quick Google search for like the top one-hit wonder songs, and you see some of them. It's like, okay, like, I understand why this makes the list and why it, you know, is a huge one-hit wonder song, but also at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to pick the Macarena right. for this yeah, conversation no, because be weird never to, like, do I want to listen to the Macarena. No, like, no. I know it was huge and all that, but it's like, I don't want to listen to it now. No. You know? So, there are a lot of songs that were like that where I just, I feel like... They don't merit arguing about no, this. No, no, I, You know, we can agree. Like, we don't want to hear Macarena. Like, no. I don't want to hear fucking Rico Suave. No. I, you know. 99 I, Luft Balloons. No, I don't yeah, really like, want to listen to that one. Like, I get that they were popular, but it's not what I'm here for. And we're not going to disagree on a lot of those. So, no. we had to take a little bit of a different route with it, but still staying true to uh, to the argument. With all of this. Yeah. So, I guess we should probably shift it to, you know, not exactly what was the best one-hit wonder song, but what's the best, also tolerable one-hit wonder song, maybe? I, but there were a lot of tolerable ones. Like, I did have, there were quite a few that I, like, looked at doing that did, I didn't end up picking. Like, I looked at Flagpole Sitta. Okay. I looked at, like, Sex and Candy. 
Yeah, I mean, there there are plenty of Possum ones Kingdom. That, yeah, uh, my own worst enemy from Lit. Yeah, right. I looked at I looked at a lot of those, but yeah, but I feel like when it comes to some of those, like since I'm around them so often, I didn't I didn't pick them. Like I went I went older. Like I was like I did too. I ended up going older too. Yeah, like I saw a few and I was like I could pick like Mambo Number Five. I thought about like, picking Mambo Number Five I, too. I mean. <laughs> Like, Lou Bega is like... <laughs> when did that come out? It had to have been, like, mid-90s, right? I think it was late 90s that Because we that were came young. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay. So, Mambo number five. That is not what I want. That is, like, the original version. Came out in 1999. Okay, yeah. Um, But here's the craziest thing. So, before we actually get into any of this... Uh, so that song came out in 1999, all right? Uh-huh. So we're looking at essentially 21 years ago? Yeah. All right? How old do you think Lou Bega is? Do you remember, like, now? do you remember him in the video? No, not all? really. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to put up, uh, <laughs> sorry, this is like way off the tracks already. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to pull up a picture of him from the, vi- the video. Okay. Okay. So, this is him from the video, just so you can see this. Okay, he looks young. Okay, how old do you think Lou Bega is today? Uh, 50? No. Lou Bega is 45 years old. Shut up! For real? How he, old was he when it came out? He would have been, what, 24? Oh my god. Yeah, so he was a baby. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> and so that funny. completely blew my mind. Uh, I, I don't know how I had this conversation <laughs> recently. But I had this conversation recently, and I looked it up, and I was like, is he's he still, only 45. Like, doing stuff? Like, what's he... What's, I think he is. What's he... What's Lou... <laughs> what's Lou up to? I don't know, but this is not what we're <laughs> to talk about we're on, not, this week's, on this week's We're podcast. not turning into a Lou Bega uh, fan podcast. No, it's not Lou Bega Appreciation Week on the I didn't know he was German, podcast. either. There's a lot going on with Lou Bega. And yeah, I kind of wish real. that I picked Mambo number oh five for best one hit wonder at this point. Yeah, I kind of wish you did too. I'm he not gonna scrap released mine, a an album in 2013 called "A Little Bit of 80s," which I'd have to assume is probably a uh, like 80s covers. Yeah, yeah, probably. He currently lives in Berlin, Germany. Okay. But yeah, he he released he's released albums like pretty consistently. 1999, 2001, 2005. He had a little bit of a break between 2005 and 2010, and then an, one in 2013. There you go. Way to go, Lou! Yeah, keep doing you, Lou. So while we're having this debate about everything not Lou Bega, <laughs> go and listen to Mambo Number no. Five at some point yeah. today. I guess sure and. We'll listen to it on our way home, but we should get into like the actual uh, debate for <laughs> the best one-hit wonder song. Neither of us ended up picking a, picking Lou Bega. No, no. Uh, I ended up picking uh, the knack, my Sharona. Yes. Yeah. I and you asked me if I was surprised by that. A little bit. I. Why did you think I would be? I don't know. I figured. I figured. You would have suspected I picked something like a Mambo Number no. 5 no, or like Lit or Harvey Dane, like we were talking about. I know you better. You play to win. I do play to win. There wasn't, because I looked at Flagpole Sita and there wasn't enough to build an argument off no, of. So I, I knew that can't. that wasn't, I knew that wasn't happening. Yeah. You need something that's got, that's got the numbers. Yeah. So what did you pick? I picked uh, Come On Eileen. Okay. 
Yeah. Some Dexys Midnight Riders or runners. Yeah, runners. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we both went. We both went eighties. Um, right. No. <laughs> no. When is when is my Sharona from? Wow. I guess I don't know. Uh, my Sharona. Nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Like that's like nineteen seventy nine though. Like I was close. Okay. So ninety nine is the two thousands. Almost. I, almost, but not. Okay, whatever. All right. Do you want to go first this time? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So I said, uh, come on, Eileen, by Dexys Midnight R- Runners. Now you've got me saying riders. I know. I just, <laughs> I don't know why I want to say riders. Um, I know that it's not riders, but I want to say riders. I, I chose them. I chose it for one, it's commercial success. Okay. Two, it was different than anything out at the time, which makes its success like even more impressive. Okay. And three, like, it's happy, it's fun, it's catchy as hell. Okay. What? It's an interesting point to end on, I guess. I like, don't, like... Well, I'm going to pick, like, a boring song that's <laughs> not catchy, I, that somehow became a know. hit. If you chose, like, Sex and Candy, it would have been It's still catchy, a bit though. Different. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, so Come On Eileen won Best British Single at the 1983 Brit Awards. In 2015, the song was voted by the British public as the nation's sixth favorite 1980s number one in a poll uh, for ITV. It was ranked number 18 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Um, Similar polls from the music channel VH1 placed the song at number three of the 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of All Time. Etc. Etc. So then, the at the time too, which I thought this was interesting, the song reached number one in the United States on the Billboard Hot 100 charts during the week of April 23rd, 1983. And Come On Eileen prevented Michael Jackson from having back-to-back number one hits in the U.S. So I thought, like, if it was strong enough to like boot Michael Jackson out of the running at that time, like it was a pretty strong song. Like it was, okay. it had, it had some like chops you know i will uh i will give you that but i only give you that because i also have a michael jackson tie to my sharona oh really yes i do so, but okay i'm interested in hearing yeah, that continue on um so it was like extremely commercially successful it's yeah. been on the top of like lists since then well i mean it's still kind of commercially successful yeah with everything going on in the world i mean i I shared it with you. There was the meme that was going around where it said if you replace the lyrics in Come on Eileen with COVID-19, it yeah. just makes the whole virus sound a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Everybody will be singing that now. Yeah. <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's still it's a great still song. Has its relevance, it's a great song. I guess. Okay, so then number two, it was different than anything out at the time. Um, so... The band, like, kind of bucked the prevailing trend of there being, like, heavy synthesizers, very, like, electronic sound at the time, like, in the 80s. All of 80s rock. Yeah, for, um, like, fiddles and banjos and the accordion. Like, they were very, like, I mean, they're an, they were an Irish band, right? Am I? I don't know. I think, I I don't know that much about them. That they were. For the longest time, I will say this while you're looking it up, I thought that Come On Eileen was actually a song from the Beatles. Oh, for real? For like I guess years I could kind of hear years that. Years yeah. and years and years I always thought it was a Beatles song. No. And then I don't remember how I figured it out, but I remember like I I had to visually see like this is what's playing 
this is what I'm hearing and put the pieces together and then go online and be like, who sings this song and found out <laughs> that it was not the Beatles. So but that I mean, that's a pretty big like compliment. The biggest band in the world. Like if it's good enough to be mistaken for that, then it's pretty good. But they they are not Irish. They are British. They're from Birmingham, okay. but still like very heavily like Celtic inspired like song like yeah. the fiddle is like very Celtic sounding, which is not at all something that you were hearing on the radio at the time. No. Um, and then three, it's just like a super happy sounding. I mean, I guess like the because like I was reading the lyrics and like I was reading like an interview with the um, the lead singer about what the song is about and it's about like religious repression. I think like of the sexual variety, but um, it it sounds so like happy, so catchy. I know that um, one of the British or like maybe the. What, there was like a soccer team that used it. They they wrote like "Come on England" like as like a a soccer anthem one okay. year. Like it's it's like a big it's a big deal. It's still a big deal. And that was in okay. like that. I remember reading the thing about the soccer team. Like it was in like two thousand five. Okay. So I, I'm here for it. Come on, Eileen. I mean, I'm not saying I have anything against "Come on, Eileen." Like it's a great song. Like obviously, like all the accolades and all of the like still current success that it gets it's good yeah i don't think that it's better than my sharona from the knack okay i just uh i i just can't i disagree i really don't like my sharona i think it's kind of annoying my mom is gonna hate you (laughs) it's not true she won't hate me are you sure (laughs) i'm pretty sure Fun fact, I guess this can be like my first point. This is one of my mom's favorite songs. Is it really? Yeah. So Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Watch your damn mouth. <laughs> um but my main points, uh the legacy that the song has had up until now, pretty strong. Uh the success that it had upon its release, also very strong. And also the impact on uh music after it was released is a really big point. And that's that's gonna be like that's going to be what I really you hit know, hard on. Yeah, that's, okay. That's what I'm going to okay. lean on the most. But um, my Sharona, it was the debut single from the Knack. Um, the writers of the song they released it in 1979 from the album Get the Knack. Uh, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, um, and uh, it stayed there for six weeks and was number one on the Billboard's 1979 Top Pop Singles Year End chart. Um, it's certified gold by, by the Recording Industry Association of America, representing half a million copies sold. And it was Capitol Records' fastest gold status debut single since The Beatles. Mm. I Want to Hold Your Hand in 1964 was the fast-selling, fastest-selling gold status debut single up until The Knack. So uh, pretty good on its initial release right there. But uh, there have also been many parodies that have been made of the song. Um, which, I mean, is just very easy to do because of how it rhymes with so many things. Um, so, I mean, you look at, especially right now with 2020, with uh, coronavirus, Corona, Sharona. Yeah. Even the Knack did their own version of the song virtually talking I about coronavirus. I just found out something that, like, blew my mind. What's that? Did you know, like, this is, like, a very specific Michigan reference. Okay. But, so, 
the lead singer is Doug Figer. He's from yes. Oak Park, Michigan. Okay. He's Jeffrey Figer's brother. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's weird. Is it? <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, for people not from our area, Jeffrey Figer was the attorney who represented Jack Kevorkian. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. I had no idea. That does not help my case for this at all. So thank you for bringing that one up. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, that completely threw me off. Uh, Sorry, honey. All right. Well, I guess... I'll just jump right back into it, pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so since since the song was released in 1979, uh, it also re-entered the Billboard chart 15 years after it was released. It was included on the soundtrack for the film Reality Bites in 1994, where it uh, made the chart again. So um, outside of what I kind of discussed earlier with reaching gold status, you know, uh, as the fastest song in 15 years for Capitol Records. Uh, My Sharona had an immediate impact on the music industry, and most critics said that it had that same kind of buzz that was around, like, the Beatles in the 60s when they first came over to the States. They got that same kind of vibe uh, from My Sharona when it was released. But Hmm. the biggest thing that you can really attribute with the song is the impact that it had after it was released. It was actually the inspiration behind one of the greatest songs from one of the greatest artists of all time with Michael Jackson. Remember oh. I told you I was going to yeah. bring it all back to that. Okay, what song? Beat It. Really? So when Quincy Jones was helping produce the Thriller album with Michael Jackson, uh, both of them used My Sharona as the inspiration for something that was more rock and roll driven for the album. Okay. So that's where... Interesting. That's where the inspiration for Beat It came from. Uh, So, you know, a throwaway song from Michael Jackson right there. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, pretty impressive there. Uh, Also, in 2008, My Sharona was ranked in two different Billboard 50th anniversary charts, uh, charts where it ranked 75 on the Billboard Hot 100 all-time top songs and number 16 on the top Billboard Hot 100 rock songs. And that's not just one-hit wonder songs. That's songs of all time. Um, And I talked about uh, the different parodies and stuff, especially right now with uh, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Very easy to rhyme. But uh, even before that, there were different cover versions uh, from Weird Al Yankovic, from Cheech and Chong. Uh, The Dead Kennedys used it for a, a political song as well. So, you know, pretty awesome uh it was also included like this one not as cool uh everlast and dj lethal sampled it i have no idea who i mean i know who everlast is but i don't know who dj lethal is dj lethal was the dj for everlast okay so Eh. they come together um but uh the song was sampled for i got the knack but what I will say is more impressive when it comes to sampling. The song was also sampled for "It's Tricky" from Run DMC. I will have to re-listen to "It's Tricky" because I don't mm-hmm. he- I like just like thinking of the song in my head. I don't hear the tie-in. Yeah, well, it was sampled. Huh. So some pretty big songs that it was. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, not so much Everlast, that's but impressive. It's tricky I... and also beat it. 
like but big like, inspiration I don't for know. both like, of us. Like if you were in the car, you would really and like one station was playing My Sharona and the other one was playing Come On Eileen. You'd really listen to My Sharona over hundred percent. Really, the guitar sounds like Ugh. the build up in that song. How and I would rather okay. listen to the longer extended version, like the original extended version of My Sharona, which is like seven minutes long. Shut I'd up, rather for listen, real. I'd rather listen to that than listen to the radio edit version because, like, the build up, the uh, all of that, that is fucking gold and it's genius for 1979 to have something that good. That's why I picked my Sharona as my top one hit wonder song. I'm not buying it. It's not. I mean, like, but okay, here's the thing. I am a sucker for like the violin and fiddle. So like, I guess we can see why I picked Come On Eileen. It comes down to musical taste. Yeah, it's definitely Come On Eileen is definitely more my style. But yeah, I think most people would choose Come On Eileen. Uh, We'll find out because we're going to be posting it on all of our social media and everything. But I think that more people will go with the song that has that fucking just gritty I guitar in it. Still, like, I'm never going to get over the fact that the lead singer is the brother of Jeffrey Figer. That's Bizarre. nuts. He's, pa- he's He passed away like the lead singer did. Yeah. Uh, but, like, what? It's bizarre. It is bizarre. You can stop bringing it up, though, because I don't want people thinking about that. <laughs> When you think of my Sharona, think of the Figers. When you think of Come On Eileen, think of something better. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to be a deterrent for people other than like who are from our area. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. You just got to Google Google Jeffrey Figer. Just don't fucking do it. Just if you're going do to be it. online, <laughs> no, you gotta do no, it. You go gotta do to, it. No, go to our social media. Google Jeffrey Figer. <laughs> go to our social media where you can vote on all of this. After you Google Jeffrey no, Figer, <laughs> stop with fucking Jeffrey Figer. Nobody cares about him. So you can tell us: Do you think that the knack, my Sharona? is better or do you think that come on eileen is the better one hit wonder or tell us your favorite one hit wonder song should we have picked something else and should you can we have find picked us- mambo number five <laughs> should we i think we can both agree we should have we picked- should have probably picked <laughs> we should have picked mambo number five <laughs> if both of us were going to say that there's no real argument to take place with this it just becomes a lubega fan podcast it really does. if you were going to make a it. podcast about lubega what would you title it uh I don't really know. Oh, podcast number five. Uh, that's weak. It's <laughs> so weak. <laughs> Tell us, pitch us your name for a Lou Bega no, fan podcast. No, I don't, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody, nobody gives a shit about this. Focus on the topic at hand. Focus on this topic. I think we're missing a golden opportunity. Here. I think we're not. It's been seven years since he put out an album. <laughs> He's a one-hit wonder. I want to know what 80s songs he chose to cover. Oh, my God. Look it up on your own I time. Will. <laughs> you bet I will. Fuck. Um, <laughs> you can find us at Three Rings Pod. That's T-H-R-E-E Rings Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and uh, share us with your friends. That's really helpful. Yes. Um, you can find us wherever podcasts are. Yep. And, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. YouTube. Tune in. Yep. Yep. 
I think. Are we on tu- no, I we're don't not know. on TuneIn. Maybe not on TuneIn. Maybe tune you in. can't find us anywhere you find podcasts. But you can find us in most places that you find podcasts. There's really no excuse. <laughs> Just saying. You can find us in more places, and you can find Lou Vega's '80s cover album. Yeah, you can find us. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, Google Jeffrey Figer and then let us Shut know up. which <laughs> which one wonder song is your favorite. Jeez. We will see you next week. Fucking hell. Bye. Thanks for listening to another weekly episode of the Three Rings Podcast. We'll be back next week with another new argument. In the meantime, follow us on all social media platforms at Three Rings Pod. Join in the argument and tell us who's right, who's wrong, or why you have the right answer. Whatever. Just tell us stuff. 